0: Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now, your host, Scott Mulvaney, and our regular Wim Hof Method co-host, Travis Rosnos.
1: All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel podcast show. So, this recording session is being dedicated once again to one of our popular returning co-host here in 2018. This gentleman loves talking about healthy lifestyle. We've talked about multiple different forms of healthy lifestyle. The last two episodes most recently that aired in June and July of 2018 were around the topic of minimalism. But I think today kind of a stem off of minimalism is uh, I think we might be talking a little bit about burnout. That's right, people. Burnout. It's manifests in so many different ways. So, without further ado, I want to dig into this with him. Welcome back to the show, Travis Rosnos of The Drop. Welcome, sir.
0: Hey, Scott. And glad, to, way, be love, love glad to be headset. back. Love the new headset. It's it's yes. It's,
1: it's very. It, you know, I almost feel like I should have gotten you like a a bright white one or something. Just I, I, I would actually, have
0: been down for that. Yeah, for those. I, watching, I was looking at headsets,
1: yeah. and there's like fancy, shiny white ones too. It's I, I, yeah. actually nowadays you could probably get any color. You really want? Now that I think about it, but anyway,
0: yeah, this got this from a swagged out, sharp gentleman from on the East Coast.
1: Yes, I know. It's funny. Sometimes he's scruffy. Sometimes he's well shaven. You know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate the, I appreciate the gift, Scott. Thank you.
1: And you finally uh, got it to work. So this is our first. This is our first. This is our maiden voyage with the new sound canceling headset.
0: You even helped me with that too, man. You got me covered. Sorry. Well,
1: yeah. you got to give to get right I think that's yeah. another life lesson we'll toss that in real quick before we get into burnouts uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen give to get okay just get, if you give more than you receive I truly believe the universe will provide I this this that's something I started learning before even hardcore getting into personal and professional development would you agree with that
0: that's I think that's all we need to learn oh. we might as well just turn off the mic right now
1: well yes but <laughs> here's my segue then. There's a point where maybe you're trying to give too much to get too much. And one of the potential side effects of that is burning out because I've been guilty of that. So that's why I was excited when we kind of hopped on the mics today before we hit record and you started kind of hitting on this. It was already firing a few things off in my head. Um, Like it is really easy. I think to hit that threshold of, Oh my God, am I about to burn out or there's that threshold of, you don't even know you're about to burn out. <laughs> I think we, you and I joked around about this in the last episode where we were trying to lock down recording times. You were uh, uh, supporting this big, uh, I think it was a men's event, right? It was a men's getaway, I don't know, full immersion growth event that you were helping support. And then, I don't know, you just came across very overwhelmed. I wouldn't say burned out. But definitely like, oh, my God, there's a lot going on. I remember messaging you back saying, listen, dude, like healthy lifestyle is everything. Look at the schedule. I never want to force you into this. You know, you being a guest co-host on a regular basis is to help you grow your brand, but also get back to our listeners. And I would never want something like this uh, to potentially impact that burnout factor. So, yeah. So why, why do you want to talk about that today? Why do our listeners need to hear about burnout?
0: I'm so excited for this because I think this is perfect. perfect. I mean, you're you. It is perfect because you know your personality is you know it's live the fuel man. It's like it's just like getting after life and um, sometimes well, we, to a fault. <laughs> well, and it's so uh, my my story is is burnout from corporate culture. Like to be perfectly honest, like this whole conversation is um, the relationship to stress right? Like there's good stress and there's bad stress. There's studies that show like we need some form of stress to keep us motivated. And that's also what keeps us productive and moving the ball forward. Like, you know, we don't have a culture where we all just like sit down and, you know, drink margaritas on the beach, right? There's, there's stress that's good that helps us move the ball forward.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Obviously what a lot of people aren't aware of is, is the, the long, slow dripping process though. Um, and the symptoms they actually come from. Uh,
1: so are you hinting at the buildup? Yeah. Like, so the, the so, so burnout,
0: burnout, burnout is, is, is basically a clinically researched and studied form of, let's call it illness. Okay. Ages that run the gamut from just working hard and a part of our personality that wants to achieve and grow and produce, etc., all the way to physical burnout where you hear the Ariana Huffington of the world who passes out and, you know, gets stitches in her forehead.
1: Yeah. Or we've talked about trapped, um, right? so, like adrenal fatigue is like, yeah,
0: that's a physical, that's a physical fatigue. So a manifestation. There are, there are, there are stages in between, essentially there's 12 stages. We're not going to go into every single stage, but the, to, to sum it up, it, it ranges from, um, when you start to neglect your needs. So for example, when I said, hey, I'm starting to really feel it. Now this is this year, like three years ago when I was getting on a plane every week and grinding and I took on the mentality that our culture really promotes, right? The Kobe Bryants, the Gary V's of the world, the the rock, right? The hustle to get up at 4 a.m. and like burn the the oil until it's gone. Yeah. I would say yes every yeah yeah so there's the mentality and the mindset of of go 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 and to me in my experience in summing up these stages and all the research that i've done in it is we start to actually neglect what our body tells us and that's disembodiment so you're really ignoring what your body tells you athletes come up right we get that like i was an athlete i played through injuries so we're There's certain personalities and there's certain people that are prone to ignoring signs of actually taking care of ourselves. So me rescheduling on you was in the flavor of what we're talking about is was actually a really big win for me because I was like paying attention to like, okay, I actually coming back from international travel, coming back from multiple weekends of assisting events, like, being in front of 60 people where it's emotional, there's all this stuff going on. Like I, like I
1: sensory overload. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, like I can't do this interview. I shouldn't cause it's not going to serve the audience and I, it's not going to serve me. So it's like me honoring my needs. So, so <clears throat> it's a little bit of a personal anecdote. It's a little bit of, it's a little bit of burnout is impacting any entrepreneur. Any um, physicians are some of the most burnt out professionals in our culture working up to 60 hours a week. Especially the
1: modern day now. Yeah. Because they literally are an assembly line. Even the insurance companies have dictated this. You're not supposed to sit for like 10 minutes with a patient or something like that. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, and to keep things relevant for your audience, um, the millennial generation is, is the most researched and, and, uh, um, let's call it like hands are raising. They're the most burnt out generation, um, in, in our culture. Um, and that's, you know, for a variety of reasons They come out of college and the job market's more competitive than it ever, than it's ever
1: been. The average millennial has got six figures in college debt.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of,
1: uh, perceived pressure.
0: I think the college debt is a great point. Like that's really, that's pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And, um, There's survival instincts that kick in. And so the early stages of this, you know, and younger people have this heroic, like, I'm untouchable. And to a certain extent, they are. Like we can go and go and go. Even my
1: generation's guilty of that, dude. I'm Gen (laughs) X. It's like, dude, I I gotta prove myself. I like you you joked around about me being a hard charger. Like, yeah, I'm guilty of it, dude. I Mm -hmm. I I love doing that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Pro- yeah.
1: And I, that's why it's so important that I stay aware of and I'm not always great at it. that's why I'm glad we're talking about this today because there's the awareness piece. <laughs> that trick yeah. that trickle effect that you were talking about like am I monitoring the trickling the build yeah. the build.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Places that people will suffer initially are their sleep will start to deteriorate which I've experienced 100% over time. You know, you get less deep sleep. Um,
1: that goes your rest and yeah. recovery cycle.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, you know, we are overly caffeinated as a culture, which that, that's another, you know, we drink coffee too early. We drink coffee like right when we get up a lot, which that's not good. Um, so there's, there's a lot of contributing factors, but I think the big some of the biggest points are that people don't take assessment to burnout because it's like, well, why should I, right? Like if I'm feeling good, I'm feeling productive, like I'm going to get it while I can, while I'm young and all that. But the numbers show that, that there's, a, there's a, the self-awareness goes out the window and therefore the lens is, is altered. And that's the dangerous part Hmm. where it's it's over time then where a 28-year-old, 29-year-old, like that's what I experienced like at 28, realizing it was a slow unraveling process. But I thought it was like no big deal. Like it was 12 hours in front of the computer every day. what's supposed to be happening, right? This is what it is. This is what the culture is. That's why you and I
1: clicked, dude, because I went through the same shit in my 20s. (laughs) It was like, oh, I'm a hard charging. I'm working my way up in the corporate world. So- Everybody's like, oh yeah, 50, 60 hour a week is normal. Yeah, right, right. Even though I knew I knew ways to optimize and improve my work week, but then yeah. I felt guilt. I was made to feel guilty because I wasn't staying as long as the other management, right? Like everybody's working late right. into the night and crap. And I'm like, yeah. oh, so I'm supposed to be here for this. I'm like, no, I, deep down, yeah. I thought it didn't seem right, but yeah, it's the culture.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the the those are the influences, right? And it's, you know, if you're listening to this, um, Every, everybody sort of has some relationship to burnout. Cause again, this is a conversation on a spectrum in your relationship to stress. And, but what I, what I experienced really was withdrawal from social, like they got really isolated there. As you go down the spectrum, it starts to get a little darker all the way down to depression and anxiety and all that stuff where I experienced some of it. Some people have it worse where they faint. They have a more physical response to like overwhelming burnout syndrome. Now that's the extreme part but the consequences in those middle stages are the neglecting or denial of that there are issues. So it's this non-awareness and neglecting based on the personality, right? Isolation, not nurturing your social interpersonal relationships with friends and stuff like that. Like, I put dating on the back burner and like, we all do this. Like there the same are,
1: thing. I did the same there, thing.
0: Right. Right. So, and I also, a, it was a
1: hero complex. It was just justified my yeah. hero complex. Like oh, I don't absolutely. have time to date. I don't have time absolutely. for relationships.
0: I, I really, I really like going such down the rabbit hole, of this burnout, like the research and all this stuff. I, I, I kind of think the, the counter response to what people will call Peter Pan syndrome of not wanting to grow up is quite honestly, I just think it's workaholics hmm. working so much that they're malnourished in a sense to be able to cultivate or want to have those relationships.
1: Good point. Never thought about it. I mean.
0: That was mine. It wasn't, it's not that I like, oh, I'm not prepared or grown up for those relationships at 26, blah, blah. blah. I just didn't have the time. I was working so
1: much. Well, and it's like, because again, we were young. We, Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm loving this topic because, you know, I'm Gen X, you're millennial. We're talking about the same stuff. Like we just we might have went through it at a different time. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't need to be different. And I went through the same crap. Like I justified my single life. I just didn't romance was never a priority. We Hmm. talked about this. I think back when I first had you on the show. Yeah. Um, because I I studied psychology. We talked about depending on who's teaching the subject. I remember my professor teaching me this. He's like, Scott, picture your life in five to six primary domains, right? Now these domains are different for everybody, but on average, people have, uh, you know, education or you know, thought. For example, your mental health. Um, You have your relationships, your friendships, things of that nature. uh, Your family. Uh, You have Mm -hmm. your career, right? Your professional growth, your income, etc. Your fourth will be, you know, for example, health, fitness, right? Taking care of yourself, exercise, etc. A fifth one could be then the Mm -hmm. the heart. The romantic side, because that's not the same as your friendships and those other, you know, standardized relationships. And then, if you want to throw a six one on, you can go spirituality, religion, faith, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, belief in the universe. I don't care. So anyway, mm-hmm. the whole point was, he's like Scott, draw a zero axis, and he's like, now rank those five to six domains above zero, below zero, and extremes from like one to five. And he's like, what? You, what most people find when they're in a very, very stressed state. Once you go, let's, let's say you're going out of, out of just five, not the six. We'll throw spirituality out for now. Out of those five, he's like, if you got three of those domains below the zero axis, you're stressed. He's like, it's really hard to find that balance. We, very often in, throughout life, he's like, some of these domains will rise up higher, some will drop lower, especially when you're in school, coming out of school, hmm. building the career, finding your place in this world. It's a roller coaster ride. And he's like, most people aren't aware of it. Like you're talking about, we're just kind of going through the motions because that's what everybody else is doing. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad we could connect on this. And I think we've painted a good picture of um, it's kind of disguised. There's a cultural thing and there's a personal awareness. Sometimes it's lacked mm-hmm. um, general assumption, you know, is to really output consistently in our culture. So this we know, and I really, um, there's another stage that I really wanted to bring up too, where I experienced. It. I, I've had friends that have kind of given answers to fears around complacency, and it's to me, it's kind of disguised as apathy. So there's a stage of depersonalization that occurs. And this is where it gets really tricky because, again, we weave in and out of what we think are standard cycles of life. Okay. Depersonalization is is the... It's not powerlessness, but it, it, it becomes that... Um, we become... Like, whatever we're going to output isn't quite good enough. So the stories get like, told... Like
1: self-defeating?
0: There's a cynicism that occurs yeah. because we're grinding through grinding through we might get some reward there's all kinds of rewards psychologically and financially and all the stuff that occurs mm-hmm. but but if there's even a little bit of our values that are off from what we might expect from the amount of work we put in or if the amount of recognition isn't there at our employer Entrepreneurs might struggle a lot more, right? Because if we're on an island doing it on our own, there's no one to waving a a flag, you know?
1: Which is why mastermind groups and communities are so important, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So so the depersonalization starts to settle in and there's a little of that apathy that kind of sneaks its way in. Hmm. And that to me, because I have a lot of the background of, you know, as a Wim Hof method instructor, like the connection to the body, The body knows a lot more than the mind. When I say no more, it's just its emotions give us a lot of feedback and we're not really tied to that feedback all the time. And it's my understanding is we become a lot more disembodied as the stages move on. The danger there is then we operate even more from our head. We operate more from the energy moving through thought. And that's more ego and that's more it's just disembodied experience right and cuz cuz a, a depressed person is not really is not connected to their heart and what their body says right, it is they're stuck in their head it is a mind oh, yeah. attached spiral so to me it's where the energy is and did, did
1: you and i ever talk yeah. about you, you joked around out i'm a hard charger I, I think it's important to pause on this point you just made here did, did you and i ever talk about my short bout with depression
0: I'm, I'm not recalling that yeah. specifically. Because I, no. I
1: bring it up. I because I, I this I love podcasting because I just don't care about what I bring up anymore. And I never, I think I might have let it slip once or twice in the show. But like everybody's like, oh, you're Mr. High Energy, Crazy Adrenaline. I'm like, yeah, but dude, we all have a weird lifestyle, right? And yeah. we've all gone yeah. through a bunch of shit. And that corporate day life, when I finally did get involved with somebody – it happened to be somebody that worked in the same building that I did and was also my next door neighbor. And I never really had really opened my heart up before. And it wasn't that open, but it was open enough to get affected by it. And then we broke up. So that's okay. Okay. I still see this person where I live and where I work. It was God awful. Hmm. And I could not clear my head. So hmm. I, I was going through a period of short, it was short, but depression, like it was like three to six months. I know yeah. people out here hearing this right now, are like, oh my God, that's nothing. But it was still something and I didn't know what was going on. And I tried going to talk to a professional and then I listened to them and tried the stupid pharmaceuticals, which I absolutely hated because it's like, as soon as I put them in my body, I was like, this isn't right. It doesn't feel right. I'm like, how could people live in this fog? And I had, and I got to work and I resolved it. The point is, I think it's important to share this. Like, I was hard charging, building the corporate life, thinking this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm living in this keeping up with the Joneses lifestyle, I got this nice high-end loft apartment. I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it just all fell apart just from one dating process. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I figured that's important to bring it up because I thought I had my act together and everything fell yeah. apart.
0: Yeah. I, I would say I've been I've been in depression for sure. It's it's I, it gets foggy again on yeah. exactly what it is, but like I I've certainly, certainly have had and in and out of that
1: yeah and did, did you have to try the the drugs like i tried because the, their whole point was scott you don't need to be on these forever it's just mm-hmm. to restart that serotonin production because yeah. serotonin levels in, the, in their brain is very very crucial that triggers right. that synaptic happiness right yeah. but yeah yeah to,
0: to be honest i think um You know, I started to, it was three, three and a half years ago. Yeah. I I started to go into like mentorship circles and groups and started to like really.
1: Right when that was happening?
0: Hash out emotions. I think I was pretty much in depression at that point where I was right on the timing there where I had some nice experiences with, you know, older individuals that I looked up to and mentors. I kind of started to like navigate the boat you know, slowly but surely in the upper right quadrant, you yeah. know? And so I think the timing was really good. I think if I wouldn't have sought that out, it could have gotten even See, more I didn't
1: have darker. I, you know? I never, I wasn't thinking like that. So that kudos, because I think that's a great lesson for comparison is that I I was trying to muscle my way through it. I wasn't looking for help. I didn't understand yeah. mentorship circles and mastermind groups back then. I mean, this is, I was probably 20 2627 mm-hmm. um, this probably would have been around the you know early to mid2000s I was trying to find myself I mean yeah. it got to, it got so bad that I literally resigned from the company just to get the hell away from it. And then I yeah. literally was, I was, I actually considered before I resigned from the company, I considered relocating to the headquarters in Seattle. I'm like, great. I don't have to be around her at my home or my office. I'm just going to move across the country. And then I, you know, my head pulled yeah. my head out of my ass. It's like, really? That's why you're going to move across the entire country. You're going to choose <laughs> the second most stressful thing you could do in your life. Like there's romance broken heart, stuff like that. There's death in a family and there's relocation. Like we studied this. Like these are three of the top most stressful things in your life. And I was like, great. I just went through one. Let's add another one. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So luckily I had some education to fall back on. Um, But I wish I would have found mentorship circles back then. I think it's important to, it sounds like it really helped you.
0: Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And to tie the, 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 the bow around all this and forever's listening it's it's you're gonna read a lot if you read a lot about burnout out there um like my is just to help people save time and stuff and get to the deeper piece a lot a lot of it is a lot of it is yes like get support surround yourself like don't take the lone wolf approach and mm-hmm. i think that just goes i think that's across the board just good advice for any <laughs> any human being right i would agree yeah um some of it is actually like, you know, learn when to unplug, you know, like get off the screen minutes before bed, which is important. Like if you're truly in front of a screen minutes before you go to sleep, it's really it's bad good. for you. It's, yeah, it's you're you're
1: overstimulating the, yeah, the, your sympathetic yeah. pathways and everything. You're supposed to be bringing everything down. That's why I'm a huge supporter of blue blocker glasses and everything I else. just, I finally bought some. I was About like- About time, man. I have three different brands sitting here. I mean, I could- <laughs> Ask, I mean, I, I, what do you, what do you <laughs> got? Did you get the Swannies? Did you get the, I don't remember um, actually. I had the, I had both founders on. I had this, uh, James Swanick from Swanee's. And then I <laughs> had the founder, uh, Travis, from, another Travis from I love, I love is great. He's on Amazon. These guys are all on there. And nice. actually the, the Swanee's guy just got done doing a, I think it's a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo for a whole new launch of a whole new lens. So mm. it's cool. But yeah. You know, hey, yeah blue blockers okay
0: yeah yeah and uh so there's like the hacks right there's the hacks um the bigger the bigger journey and the bigger skill set i think to either a recover cuz you're either having to recover or you're trying to prevent those are kind of the two strategies for this whole mess right okay and the bigger game is all the intangible skills under emotional intelligence, when I when I say that, it's really the awareness that we talked about, which I think we've covered literally a lot on awareness in this episode. Like, God yeah. yeah,
1: you definitely nailed that. I think that's and, important too, right? That's the main yeah, piece of yeah. being aware. And,
0: and the other piece is the is the emotional attunement and regulation. So, meaning, like. Being connected to your emotions, like actually being able to feel, like you have to have that. If you don't have that, you got to get into your body. You got to go to yoga. You got to breathe. There's all the stuff to, you got to be able to. We, we experience 500 emotions in a day and that's feedback. And if you're not connected to that, hmm. that's the disembodied. That's the danger zone because then you're just operating in your head and that's hijack experience pretty much. And
1: interesting hijack experience. I like that.
0: Yeah. Like if you can't, if you can't feel the one of the 500
1: emotions going all day, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, like you are so tuned out. Uh, again, I mean, to your point, you're so hijacked.
0: You're, uh, you're outputting. You're just up here. That's you're crazy. Top, top, top side of your body. So the, the regulating, meaning, and a lot of people, why do they become disembodied? Well, if they have a, um, let's call it an imbalanced relationship to fight or flight responses, which can be triggers that we have. It can be actual danger experiences, sure. Mostly it's our like, relationships with people it gets triggered it gets weird and so we don't like that experience we kind of close up and then we don't go there so we we shut we shut it off Hmm. and uh being able to be with the emotions and regulate them in a healthy way so it doesn't impact your responses and your reactivity like that's emotional regulation that's emotional agility that's a long that's a a a long-term play i mean that's a long-term play that's 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 a
1: People need to yeah. be working with you and other people like that uh, to help get them to that point. I yeah. think phase one is usually like back to the awareness piece. Like, okay, one is, right. are you even aware you're even doing this? And then number two, it's like right. getting into, okay, what are some of the, I don't want to call them hacks or tricks of the trade, but the processes to start yeah, moving yeah. from awareness into, okay, now you're aware. These are the next steps you take to yeah. ad- address it
0: yeah 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 and like you know for for the listeners on here like the short instant quick hits right are the yeah curb your caffeine like blue blockers mm-hmm. right turn off your phones and your exposure to light an hour before sleep there's so, that shit so
1: i'm summing up this is like overstimulation, right because we, all, it is we are all overly stimulated Oh well, and don't get me wrong. I love no. my coffee, dude. I love coffee. I love my coffee too. I, lo- I love a good <laughs> shot of an espresso too. I think, but I, one of the oldest lessons I learned was, and I still try and follow that to this day. And everybody's got different sleep cycles and work schedules. Uh, Hopefully, the whole third shift life cycle. People working third shift overnight. It's the we are not nocturnal mammals. It's just, it's not a natural thing. It's actually very bad. That's why nursing doctors, more stress levels, right? Working all night long. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. then like you're in dark environments with, uh, unnatural lighting and then you're sleeping during the day when you're supposed to be getting the natural lighting exposure. It's just a, it's a bad cycle. And, that's yeah. a night. That's a nightmare. <laughs> a nightmare. Then, then add in everything else we've discussed today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh man. Yeah. It's not yeah. good. Knock yeah.
0: It. Yeah. We really nailed it. I, I think just, just really to, to be clear, like we, we've got, we covered a lot. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, I got something to share with you. Have you ever heard, and I, maybe I share this on this podcast. I mean, at some point with somebody, maybe not you, but there's a bunch of different books out there called the quarter life crisis, but oh. this is the one that I found years ago. It was, published back, well, at least on here, it says it was back in 2001, quarter life crisis, the unique challenges of life in your twenties. So when I was going through hell, this is one of the first books that I decided to say, you know, I'm going to go to like, uh, Barnes and Noble or whatever. This is pre Amazon guys, the younger generation listening to this, sorry, Amazon didn't always exist, but I'm sharing (laughs) Amazon with you today. And I've added this book to my influencer page. So you'll be able to get this from the show notes, but uh, this was a great book, and I, I'll scroll down real quick because one of the taglines he puts in here is "Quarter Life Crisis." You know, it, it, it's about insightful invi- uh, advice on smoothly navigating the challenging transition from childhood to adulthood, from school to the world beyond. The author includes some of his own personal struggles and stories, and it was it, it really helped me relate. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought it was weird because I told I told friends of mine back then that I was doing that, and they're like, "Dude, you're only in your 20s, Quarter Life Crisis man up you know and it's like yeah right well uh, to your point travis i mean let's let's fast forward that to today this is this is relating to the early 2000s it's now 2018 the millennials are being pushed and driven harder than they've ever been and this mm. is one of our most potential generations yet i don't know how a better way to put it but yeah you and everybody else it's like guys like dude we can create a lot of change and i think the millennial generation, I think, is taking it more personally than anybody else, and I think that's adding to this overdriven burnout yeah. factor. It's like they're yeah. account, they're, gen- they're accountable. They want to create change. They want to create purpose. And yeah, right. And they're, it's becoming self-defeating.
0: Yeah. So there, and we've talked a lot about the individual responsibility or experiencing. Yeah. um, But if you're millennials, in the, the you know the one thing that. I think the, the dirty secret, if you will, that, that that can give tremendous power back to the individual and the millennial, let's call it millennial, whatever. It's really anybody, but yeah, anybody. the millennials think they have something to prove and they got to keep their mouths shut and they got to say yes to everything and all that stuff. The reality is that the human capital crisis for organizations is huge talent, keeping talent and retaining people mm-hmm. is a huge, huge challenge. You talk about any of the major tech companies; they're all on the list of ha- of losing billions and billions each year on not being able to keep Dude. productivity high. So, so the reality is, there are a lot of organizations. Google's taking a lot of steps to, to for well being and all that stuff. But the, the reality is that you can ask for more than you think oh, as yeah. it, as it relates to your balancing out how much you're working. the, the, the environment in which you're working in all of the, all that stuff. If
1: you can prove that you can be productive and work from home, companies are open to it more now than ever. Um, Right. It is a different lifestyle. The very first time I ever tried that, I struggled. I kept doing like making coffee and and doing laundry instead of like (laughs) working. (laughs) That was a long time ago. You you learn, you put in the reps. Um, It's funny you bring that up though. Uh, and again, we're trying to keep these episodes shorter, ladies and gentlemen, nowadays, because we're coming up on 30 here now. So I want to respect Travis's time, but I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly everything we discussed here today. My story uh, that went in conjunction with yours. Yeah. I was a coach with T-Mobile. It's a telecom telecommunications you know, tech company. Still around to this day. They were very forward thinking, uh, but we still worked hard, overworked ourselves. It was a call center type environment. I was managing yep. 20, 30 people. Coaching, developing them, trying to career path them. Then I was like, I left that, moved into an analytical role. I was a business analyst. But during the coaching time, mm. we started an entire department. Its job was to save customers because it's cheaper to save a customer than acquire a new one, right? Mm. Well, we took the same philosophy and then realized we had to apply it to hiring and retaining mm. our talent mm. because we, we provided paid new hire training from day one with full benefits for seven weeks, so the company's paying for full benefits, full training. You're just sitting in a classroom for seven weeks before you do anything to actually help the company generate money. Hmm. That's a big investment. They were spending millions on personnel, but the attrition rate, the employee attrition rate, was eight to nine percent. At one point, I think it reached eleven percent. So across the entire organization, across uh, eleven plus call centers, coaches, unique coaches like myself and a few other people, we teamed up and created a special, you know, uh, attrition team to address this with human resources and find ways to create more Mm. value in the employee, because they were, we we got it down to about 4% while I was there and Mm. because it was costing the company millions. it's crazy, Right. Right. Cause people didn't feel valued. They didn't feel like they had a path in the organization. They felt they were just like a robot answering phone calls.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's down and dirty. That kind of work
1: too. Yeah. Trust me. Call center world. (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't miss it. You want to talk about the epitome of cubicle life. There you yeah. go. Um, right. yeah, I spent, uh, and that, yeah. that, that was my second call center company. So I spent ooh, 15 years in that, in that industry. It was, it was very life-changing. I'll just say well, that.
0: I, I no, it's, it's amazing what you're sharing because the parallels are deep, man. Um, it's happening across the industry. Like, like I, I came from media, sales side like the seller side of the media world yeah the worst side is actually the buyer side the agency the agency world these kids are working 70 hours a week Oof. making a third of what the seller side's making wow and you know i help high achieving men really take this burnout concept into into more balance and and into mastery if you call it that but it's like you know yeah they might be they might be sellers but i mean there's these industries and there's certain roles like you mentioned right? Like the call center lifestyle. Like, Wow. I can't even imagine.
1: Well, and and that was inbound call center, not outbound. (laughs) That was inbound. Like I'm not even talking about the outbound selling format. Now, granted the retention division we launched, their job was literally to resell the customer, but that was inbound. So this is, you're taking somebody who customer service can't save, can't help. And they transferred it to my team. So you've already got most of the time an upset customer. And then my team got him. <laughs> so it was, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I never worked in outbound. Oh my God. Cause that, that's a whole different level. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but Hey, What's it got, it? it got me my start in the professional world. I worked my way up from literally a guy with a headset and, and microphone. That was my, you know, I worked, you know, farm kid went to call center world in the late nineties. This is when dot coms was launching. I'm aging myself right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And, yeah. and, and then eventually ended up at a company like T-Mobile um, before T-Mobile even existed. Like t Mobile's around the world, but yeah. I worked in that profession before T-Mobile even existed. It was still it was a brand in Europe, so it was crazy. Um, so it, it's times You're so made, old, man. You're so, so old. I know man. I'm forty. Right? <laughs> yeah. But want, and, and to sum this up, though, I am still guilty of burning myself out. Like, I joked around real quick. I know we're going long in this episode now. What? We're at 34 minutes. All right, we've got to shut this down. We gotta, we're trying to go for shorter episodes. But anyway, did the triathlon, very first triathlon on Saturday. I have, I, I put it out there on a Facebook live video. A lot of people don't know this about me. Uh, I have a deep seated fear of water, I never grew up around it. I've done water sports kayaking i've done I've done wakeboarding behind a boat but you have a light vest on and stuff. I've never done open water swimming. so for the past six plus weeks, I've been at an aquatic center getting coaching and training and trying to learn yeah. how to swim. Uh, you're an animal <laughs> well, the anxiety was not defeated in the past six weeks. This is a lifelong anxiety stress of like when I'm in the water, like there's, there's a fear factor there. So I, it's going to take me longer to overcome this reason why I'm saying that is because I did not succeed on Saturday in the swim. Uh, I swam further than I ever have in the open water, Yeah. but I made it to that. It took me 15 minutes just to get to the first buoy. And they only give you 40 minutes to complete a 400 meter swim. I was doing the sprint distance. Meanwhile, my fiance and, and two other friends, are already out of the water. They did the Olympic distance and they're already on their big bike ride. I'm just trying to survive my swim. So long story short, I'll be going back to my coach. I need to spend a lot more time because I was trying, I was thinking that I could just crush years of, of a mental game that I've never spent time working on. Hmm. And it's going to be one of the biggest challenges I've ever done. I, I joked around on the video. I'm like, dude, I have skydived and mountain bike raced, done 100 200 mile road biking events i've fought wildfires in the western u.s dude i I will stand in front of a wall of fire versus (laughs) wow trying to go swimming in open water (laughs) you're doing it man you're doing it you're you're facing the demons but but to your point, back to awareness dude trying to survive that swim i didn't realize the accumulated exhaustion it just came from that right because I was after that as soon as I got to, they got me back to the beach they pu- they they pulled me you know out of safety they said we got we got to pull you you're never going to finish this in time we have to pull you so they pulled me onto a boat took me back to shore and I'm like as soon as I get to that shore man I'm going to go crush that bike I'm going to go crush that run and I did I just ripped the lid off and destroyed those those sections of the race I wasn't going to stop I mean granted it didn't count as a completed triathlon but The next day and then literally yesterday, uh, yesterday, last night, which is uh, I'm recording this on a Monday. So that, yeah. So yesterday was the next day, Mm -hmm. man. Last night when I went to sleep Saturday night, wasn't fully recharged. And then Sunday night, last night was just like, I, I hit, I crashed out. I didn't realize how much mental and physical exhaustion I had from that experience.
0: So sure. Oh, mentally and emotionally, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's a little bit more oh. than physical. Obviously, that there's fear and there's stress with it. Yeah,
1: it, it was. It wasn't pretty. Well, congrats, <laughs> man. Hey, you know, yeah, as, as I'm wearing my Murph, sh- my it's CrossFit Murph shirt, still winner in my book. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Thank you. But I see. Yeah. I I love sharing this stuff. The depression, awesome. the the me failing my first triathlon. It's like I've succeeded in so many areas of my life. I hold myself to this higher standard. And yes, this is right. everything you and I are discussing today. It's like I beat myself up, but then at the same point, I'm like, Scott, you're trying to overcome in a lifelong fear. Yeah, right, right. You may not succeed the first time.
0: You're right. Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> but I hold myself so hard. I am my own. Am my own worst self-critic. So it's. This is every, these are the guys you work with, right? Like hard charging yeah. sales professionals, business professionals, right. whatever. Like, or, and women, mind you, women too. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, isn't just men. Especially in
0: this day and age, you've got so many women who oh, now God, are yeah. Yeah. in big leadership roles and their CEOs and their presidents and, um, there what I've read I know we're gonna close this up and maybe we do another episode on 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 something this is just this topic impacts yeah so this will be
1: your people. August episode so uh, this could yeah there's so yeah. much to take out of this
0: well because there's I connected with a wonderful coach a wonderful woman who um she she helps the other side of the equation high okay. achieving women like the really really super overachieving women because she she had same journey. She was appointed CEO of a hospital at the age of 26. What? Where it was, you know, you've proven yourself, That's you're impressive. the achiever. Right. But then there's that, like, here's so much responsibility. Like, go make it happen. And then it's crash and burn. You know, it's 70 hour weeks and it's all of that. And the double st- the double layer of pressure that women face is still, it's it's beyond even proving yourself as the role and the it's the gender. Yeah. Social norm part as well, it's trying to there. prove it. Oh, yeah. So there's there's additional friction and additional resistance that women will face in this whole game of burnout. And so trying to prove something, I can't I just, I put myself in their shoes sometimes and it's like, wow, that's, you know, we've, as men, we've had privilege to even be like, we, yeah, we I prove have. myself because I have the opportunity to be here and all that. And
1: you see, this goes back to this, this has been coming up a lot in the past few shows of other, other co-hosts is, um, there is totally an imbalance right now of masculine and feminine energy. You have women forcing themselves into the masculine uh, persona and then yeah. losing their natural power, yes. which is their right. femininity, which is the strength. But they're afraid. Loses, they're afraid to
0: exert it. So they burn out quicker because of that. The, so yeah. so the the and men in- too re-
1: reversing it reversing it.
0: Well, and the, so the tie-in with all of this is the so the feminine energy in regards to like. A human being able to receive nourishment or recover and reset so the man that shuts him off from his body like we we already talked about we're tying this tying this back oh yeah that like Men will gravitate to more masculine, one direction accomplishment. It's consistent and they're they're not able to open themselves to receive and and nourish and reset. Same on women's side, where they go so one direction, masculine oriented, and they cut themselves off from their feminine, like being able to receive and nurtured. And you just have disembalanced humans
1: across the board. And that's another, we could totally, maybe maybe the next episode will be like, burnout or, or, or uh, uh, the, the battle between masculine and feminine energy uh, tied well, back to burnout or something. I don't know. Well, well, we yeah. can
0: absolutely because I talk to enough women coaches that coach that side and yeah. I, I'm an expert in the burnout and just the whole the spectrum of it and yeah. the workforce challenges. We can talk about like the differences of – Super achieving, overachieving men and women, yeah. and like their relationship to burnout. So your audience can.
1: I actually, I think that's a great segue for the next episode because this episode we kind of talked about the buildup to that, right? The young the adolescents personal, coming the in, indiv- right? The
0: individual experience, the yeah. millennial experience with it. But then it's the like,
1: okay, period. once you're in that state or that position of power, that position of strength, or that or the assumed position of strength and success. Okay, now what's happening? Where now? It's here's <laughs> the burn, where's the burnout? Why is the burnout at that level? I love that. Cool. That's gonna be a great segue. Um, well, listen, let's respect the time and try and keep this yeah, shorter I format. Mean, we did go yeah. a hair long, but this happens. So, uh, how would you like to close out the show today? Uh, what is the and maybe this that. is a segue for the next show, but how would you? What's your final words for this? I
0: I, I think we covered it, man. Stay tuned. I I, I this is a uh, this an is important topic. Deep- this is a it's very, very important and it's it's a deep exploration into the nuances of um having the life that you want with fulfillment. Like it doesn't have to be a struggle. And the way to do that is to get super educated on the hacks and stuff, yes, but your own awareness and just the this like just just these signs along the way that most of us will encounter. Oh yeah if we're producing something in the world. So it's just an exploration. It's so inevitable. It's, it's inevitable. It's, it's stay open to this conversation because yeah. it's really important.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Well, listen, hang tight. I'm to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, we hit hard today on burnout awareness. And Travis actually already gave us some kind of closing out words here. It's like, guys, it's inevitable. We're all, all going to be at some level, a different kind of hard charge, or especially if you're creating positive change in the world, in the companies you're with, the organizations you're with. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me today is reminding myself of all the awareness that I have gained and that I'm still yet to gain from this as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So again, thanks for tuning into another powerful Live podcast show with Travis Rosnos of the drop. Okay, so make sure you check him out at travisrosmos.com. He's on every single month. He's definitely hitting hard on that healthy lifestyle balance. And we're definitely going to get him back on here again. And we'll have a follow up show digging deeper into this burnout piece for September. So again, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, First off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to LiveTheFuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had, founders on this show. Just quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club. You got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and EPilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfuel.com, click on the Supporter Brands section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously as it says. It's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors i have actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business and lifestyle directed sections. And I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find, live the fuel, and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc. Remember, podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So, if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So, again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content take it as such but please see your professionals thanks for listening gang talk to you guys again soon thank you for subscribing to live the fuel stay connected on facebook twitter and instagram at live the fuel and remember you too can live the fuel so please visit us at live the